0: Hey team, before we get onto the podcast today, I just wanted to apologise for the late upload this week. I also haven't been very active on socials over the past few days. Yesterday afternoon, my wife and I took our four-year-old English bulldog, Louie, to be put to sleep. His kidneys over the weekend lost pretty much all their function, to the point where his quality of life was non-existent. It was one of the hardest things we as a family have had to do, and also this experience has put a hole in our family that feels irreplaceable. This time last week Louis was his energetic self and now he's gone. I was always proud of the story of how we ended up with Louis the English Bulldog. I never thought we'd get one and now I can't imagine my life without one. About four and a half years ago Nicole and I moved into our new house. We'd been there less than a month when I got a message from Nicole who was volunteering for dog rescue at the time. We'd been asked to look after a dog for a weekend. I thought sure why not. Turns out this dog was pregnant for fucks sakes. How are we going to get out of this one, I thought. Look, we looked after her until she gave birth to three little bulldog puppies. Three of them didn't make it. There were two girls and one boy, Louie. He almost didn't make it. She wasn't able to give birth naturally, so if we weren't there, she wouldn't be able to get a C-section, and Louie wouldn't have made it. Louie was the runt of the group, and they quite often don't make it through their first few weeks. It just felt meant to be. We rehomed the mum and the other two puppies, but Louis was ours. Over the last four years, Louis gave us un- the unconditional love we always crave, but the kind that only comes from our animals, and in particular our dogs. At the moment, we feel robbed. Four years old. We have a one year old son. Louis loved him. Louis was supposed to be our family dog. Our kids were supposed to have memories of Louis as they grew up. They won't have now. Today was my first day back at work. To not hear him, hear him squeal of joy as I arrive home is tough. Our home is quiet. I know I should be thankful of the time we had with Louie, and I truly am. And in years to come, I'll come to the real, realization of how lucky we were to spend four years with the most loving, energetic, funnest, quirkiest, and cuddly dog we could ever asked for. A cuddle from Louie would just make a bad day disappear, even if it was just for a moment. Right now we are hurt, angry and gutted. But I'm very thankful to the team at Animals, who made this process as peaceful for Louie as you could ask. Nicole's friend Crystal works there as a vet nurse. She wasn't working when on a couple of occasions she came in just to help Louie have a chance. And when Louie couldn't make it, she she was there again for Nicole. It blew us away. I'm also grateful to go through this experience with my wife. I'm the kind of guy who likes to ignore pain and suffering because it hurts I don't like feeling like this so I keep myself busy and distracted but every now and then when time stops and I break down she's always there ready for me I'll miss you Louie. it's
1: a yes bang maximum the first of this contest oh that is brilliant it's a hero maximum on the ground down the ground another hero maximum
0: Okay, welcome back, team. Something a little different this week on the Maximum Cricket Podcast. We are going to do a sort of power rankings of international cricket, if you will. They do these in America, but I got the idea from a friend of the show, Bill Simmons, who does a uh, power poll. Um, In that, you know, he looks at the form of teams in the NBA rather than the standings. And I thought that could work for cricket. In a sense, we have the tests, ODIs, and T20 rankings, which are obviously based uh, over a three-year period, so it sort of makes sense, like, who's the best team in the last three years? But it's a, you know, who's the best team right now? Like, and, and how do you actually compare formats? Like, you've got tests, you've got ODIs, you've got T20s, but what about just the best team right now? Um, you know, at the moment, we've got ODIs, we've got a lot of test cricket, we've not long finished the T20 World Cup. We've tried to pick the nine best teams in all format cricket. I know Afghanistan and Ireland have test playing uh, status. But they actually just don't play test, so I don't know what you want, want me to do. Um, so I've just left them off. Uh, apologies to our Afghan and Irish fans. I don't actually know why they have status, if I'm honest. Um, but that's another story.
1: Feels yeah. feels more of like a recognition thing, doesn't it, than an actual like you can play test cricket.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a weird one. Like they don't play at all, and it's I, I'm try I'm still trying. I think I it's a, like they do get money. You get funding if you're a test player nation, mm. um, but. Like, what else do you actually get? Because all these all these
1: boards just sort out their own games. Um, it's essentially trying to say, like, you're no longer a minnow nation, isn't it, almost?
0: Yeah, still, still got to treat you like one,
1: though. <laughs> yeah, we still won't book you for your test. Like, you're not playing the box. Yeah, test, yeah.
0: There's, prob- there's probably actually, like, as we get into this, we'll probably start to realise there's, there's actually probably more, we're actually getting more more minnows and um, less good sides. Um, is what I've sort of noticed. So I've sort of broken the nine teams up uh, into three sectors. We've got like the top two, which, you know, way ahead of anyone else at the moment. Uh, Probably not a massive surprise who they are. Maybe the order might be. Uh, We've got the three and six. Could be in any order. Uh, But these guys, you know, they all have the potential to beat the top two. They've got world-class players, but they've also got a lot of flaws, and they're just not consistent at the moment. Uh, The bottom three, you could – almost call them minnows but they're not or, but they sort of are like they they're kind of like if this is promotion relegation these three would be in the relegation zone and like a big in yeah, uh, danger yeah in danger. They're, they're definitely going down um afghanistan island coming up sort of thing um maybe maybe that that's how the cricket should work in the future i don't know but um you know they've got some good players but they just don't consistently compete with the top six cross formats um So I guess with that, Jacko, you ready for our number nine? Anything else you want to add or query before we uh, tuck in?
1: Obviously, we've sort of discussed behind the scenes that we probably put a little bit of extra weighting to test performances. Um, That's just probably the traditionalist in us, but, yeah, um, we'll get into the rankings and we can sort of explain it as we go.
0: Yeah, um, so we'll start with number nine, and... We have, we have the West Indies, and Jacko, when I, when I laid the concept of the power rankings to the group chat this morning, uh, you basically said that you're happy as long as West Indies are number nine. Um, so I just, I want to, I've got a few notes on the West Indies form of late, obviously they've been getting part of, you know, really dusted up by Australia, but do you want to sort of elaborate on that uh, that a bit
1: more? What, what a fall from grace from one of the iconic nations in cricket we're currently seeing. Um, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, we're sort of we're talking uh, trade all your star players, tank for LeBron. Sort of levels of bad is how bad this team is. I mean, they <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't get it, and they couldn't they they didn't get into the cricket world cup. Like, let's say let's call a spade a spade. They didn't qualify for the bad. cricket world cup which is horrific considering like they've probably got a top five T20 league in the world and then considering the amount of their players that play in the top tier T20 leagues, like that's just embarrassing from a proud cricketing sort of nation. Um, and then, I mean, we don't really need to talk through the last two tests. They've been basically a non-contest, I think. A, and this will really pump up sort of, the, the great cricketer fans, but I think a uh, Sydney grade side, if you wheeled them out at Adelaide, would have done better.
0: Yeah, that Adelaide test was tough. Um, ironically, it's the test team that's probably been in the best form, which.
1: Yeah. So, says enough, doesn't it?
0: That first test was like, like they fought hard. They batted about a hundred over each, 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 innings. They've got a couple of good sticks like Brathwaite looks, he, you know, he's had a good year, you know, that, Young Chanderpaul, I mean, he's, he's actually twenty six, but he's not that young. But um, the, the yeah, Chanderpaul, he looks like he's pretty good. Um, but got some good quicks, like Joseph. He's genuine one fifty clicks. Um, but it, it, it is the T twenty stuff, the white ball setup. That's like it's a massive shame because, like you talk about the the fall from grace, and quite often you you hear from like the Brian Lara's and the and like the, the powerhouses of the 80s and 90s. And you think of that, but in the T20s, like they won the World Cup in the t- in 2012 and 2016. And then six years later, had, to not even make it out of the qualifiers just really shows how big a fall from grace it's been. And it's, and it's a shame because they've got the talent there. Like you said, the CPL is a decent league. Um, they just haven't sort of figured out the... Um, that relationship between letting your players play franchise to actually getting them back to the country. Um, New Zealand's going through a similar sort of scenario at the moment and I, as harsh as I've been on New Zealand, Indies uh, have handled that a hell of a lot worse.
1: Yeah, yeah you've hit, hit the nail on the head. I think they've got the balance wrong um, and I suppose it does stem a little bit from like they're not actually a country. Like They're a collection yep. of countries that sort of come together and you sort of see it. They, they do well in T20s because they can sort of get on a roll, but they've never, I suppose they're not that one country, so that doesn't seem like there's that driving desire to play for the West Indies, um, which you see in those guys that just uh, sort of, yeah, pimp themselves out almost in a way. So, yeah, tough to see and, yeah, dead last in the power rankings and not, not moving off nine anytime soon, I don't think.
0: No, no, and um, with that, we'll I'll, I'll talk. We'll talk about sort of eight and uh, seven and eight sort of together. Um, we've got we've got Bangladesh at eight, Sri Lanka at seven, and before we touch on the bangers, I think like Sri Lanka hasn't played a lot of cricket, but they're a wee bit ahead of the bottom two, just because I th- I feel like they've got a bit more in their future. They probably don't have like the household names. I mean, they've got Husserunga, um, but it's a pretty young squad with a bit more of a long-term value they did win the Asia cup which is not nothing um they obviously haven't played a lot but they'll probably be pushing that top six in years to come um Jacker, before we get on to the bangers you happy with uh Lanker at seven
1: yeah and I think they're a clear seven I think there's I think it's nine a clear nine a clear eight and a clear seven and I think we've we've sort of hit the nail in terms of power rankings yeah as you said Sri Lanka have that sort of minor tournament win in the Asia Cup, which has a couple of big dogs in it, but missing sort of most of the cream of the crop in world cricket. So, like, it's a good win, but you can't you can't justify it enough to sort of bump it above any of the big countries. Um, and then, yeah, Bangladesh, I mean, they came pretty hard at Sri Lanka mid-Asia Cup, missed, and uh, <laughs> Sri Lanka went on to win it, so... Yeah, they've got to eat their medicine and fall in behind them in the power rankings.
0: Yeah, yeah, just on the bangers, I think. I think they're neck and neck with the Windies uh, for that bottom spot. I think. I think there's a world where, if you could get the best out of the West Indies talent, I think that would be better. Um, but for whatever reason, they can't. Just yeah, we, but, West
1: Indies are easily a more talented side than Bangladesh at the moment. Yeah yeah, no yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I guess the only thing with Bangladesh is they are they are pretty strong at home. Um, they did technically win that one-day series at home against India, which is no, it's not nothing to be ashamed of. That's a, it's a very impressive sort of result. Um, we'll obviously touch on India a bit later on, but it's it, it says 2-1, two, two, but in a way, it was tied. And two, because two that one. last game was such a hiding that you almost forget about the first two games. I mean, when one player, Ishan Kishan, scores more than your whole team and he's not even like a first stringer um again says a lot about india we'll get to them but that's a bit of a problem um i also have a feeling that india is about to dust them 2-0 in a test series which starts today um i probably would have already started um by the time you hear this yeah i just feel like they're gonna get dusted for a bit here and um jacko the bangladesh coach has come out with an interesting curfew uh, for the test team as he's worried about them staying up late mm. to watch the football world cup semifinals reckons because they finish at 3am, they can't perform in the next day um, against India. So that must mean that they've been staying up late for the last 26 years or however long they've been in the <laughs> test team. Uh, yeah. I've got a, I've got a couple of more takes, but I'll give you, I'll give you first crack and this can be a sort of out or not out for today um
1: where do you sit on the old curfew yeah interesting um touching briefly on ishan kishan dusting up bangladesh that was uh pretty much the stay up past your bedtime bowl um (laughs) ishan kishan notoriously was sort of had to be reined in by the mumbai indians when they think they paid a million us for him out of 19s um and he just would play playstation till five in the morning um (laughs) not a not german was shit at cricket for the first year he was there so um. yeah, obviously, Ishan Kishan versus Bangladesh, no one sleeps and one of them <laughs> scores grants. Um. But, yeah, anyway, yeah, I suppose I'm – look, if you haven't had a conversation with your players that, look, we're about to play five days of, like, pretty hard cricket and pretty hot conditions um, and, like, pretty challenging conditions against one of the best sides in the world – um, to essentially give them a bedtime, um, yeah, that's probably a, that's probably a, a playing group issue. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm out on giving the curfew based on the fact that those athletes should be uh, should be better in tune to that. Not like issue in the World Cup either.
0: Well, it's just I mean, it's just like these guys are adults and they should they should know what they can and can't what they can get away with, what they can't get away with. Like some people don't need a lot of sleep. I mean, we've got fucking Steve Smith who, you know, he's getting double tons for fun and he doesn't sleep at all. Famously doesn't sleep at all. We've got Herschel Gibbs. Um, you know, he's getting boozed up before world record performances. Uh, we've got Simon Cromedy, you know, his diet and his, his running. Um, these are all great athletes um, that get away with this sort of stuff. Um, and the reality is being is going to lose anyway. So, what you know what does it matter
1: yeah let them watch the footy
0: um yeah yep and um i find it interesting it's just like we'll obviously touch on england later but you've got you've got this new wave of coaching where it's just about vibes and you you know you're not telling people what to do you know if you want to come practice you know it's up to you and then you got bangladesh who are saying don't stay up (laughs) like that's the I thought we got rid of that coat, the style of coaching, about like ten years ago. Yeah, I thought it like doesn't that, work.
1: I thought you bin that off, like when you finish it playing cricket at school, like your coach comes around and gives you your bedtime sort of thing. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty out on it, to be fair.
0: Yeah, tough, tough. Okay, um, right. We'll start to move on to the to the contenders, the big dogs, if you will. And look, I think we talked about it in, in the chat. The three three to three through six can really go in any direction, and
1: yeah. Should we give our reasons why all four should be three and then give our order each? Uh,
0: yeah. Or do Can you want to give me your Can order
1: do. and I'll give you mine?
0: Okay. Oh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, you give me your order. I guess I'll give my order and then we'll just go through the teams individually.
1: All right. Sounds good. Yeah. So I've got... Geez, it's tough, isn't it? I'm I'm probably very similar to yours, um, but I've probably got India at three, yeah, New Zealand at four, Pakistan five, South Africa six. So exactly the same as you.
0: Yes, yeah, so you got so you got the same as me. So there's yeah. a bit of a but a bit of suspense there for the, for the same order. Well, I was is- just
1: try- I was just trying to think, could I justify? You can. Like you can anyone go up? You I no, just remembered South Africa losing to Netherlands and thought, yeah, that definitely number six. Oh,
0: that's the thing. They're they're a funny one because, like you're saying, that you can make an argument for all of them. So, like if we start with like South Africa, like, um, they've got arguably they've got some of the best fast bowlers in the world. They've got good spinners. They've got the perfect bowling attack you could ask for. Their, their test team is second in the world test championship. You know, it's probably them or India going through to the final. They haven't played a lot of one dayers. So, I mean, yeah, so they're not, I mean, they're going to have to qualify through the qualifiers in that ODI World Cup. They choked against the Netherlands and then their last test series, they got dusted up by England. I think for me, the issue, why I've got South Africa so low is that batting lineup is just so short in Mm. all formats. Like, I've just got this feeling that the bowling attack might. Trouble Australia to a degree. I mean, it'd be nice to see Australia get bowled out for once, mm. um, for a start. And I think they'll do that. But there, I can't see a scenario where Australia aren't just like skittling South Africa for fun. Yeah, they f- um, they
1: feel a couple short, and they have for a cut. They have since Faf retired, I reckon.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty. I think um, you know. I don't, I don't. I think there might be one batsman or. There might be one batsman that averages over thirty-five. If I you know I'm just I think. Um, which is pretty tough. And they do have a strange strangely enough, have a really good success rate in Australia, which is something that no one else has. Yeah. They've um, they
1: won their last three three trips there, though they've won the series.
0: It's it's quite a weird like rivalry in a way, like that Australia Santafre, because Australia seem to win in, in South Africa, and South Africa seem to win in Australia, um, which is which is quite something. So I, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this this uh, test series starting up because, you know, we're going to see some serious pace, some serious bounce, and it'll be nice to see just just to see how good this Australian team, which we'll obviously talk about later, um, how good they actually are.
1: Yeah, um, for sure. And I mean, as you, as we've said. We are so high on the South African bowling attack. Um, if you if you paired them with like literally any other batting order in the world, they would be head and shoulders the best team um, in world cricket. Like our batting order, Aussies, England's, India's, Pakistan. Like just give them any other batting order and they might be one of the best teams ever, but that is not. So yeah, they they have to be at six and it's unfortunate, but Dark horse, I think, is is what you'd call South Africa at the moment, yeah, and, th- and moving forward,
0: yeah, because I think if they if they can comp- find a way to get runs um, somehow and the bowling attack runs right, and they actually do tip Australia up, I mean, they are they'll be war- they'll be flying up the sort of that quickly. So um, that's how this that's how this works. We uh, what do you, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, that sort of thing. So um, Pakistan, I've got it five in all honesty, I think they should be higher. Um, If I, if we did this after the T20 World Cup, they would be three. I think they'd be a clear three. I think as a white ball unit, they're you know, I couldn't be more high on them after that T20 uh, thing. I think them, like I said, South Africa, they have just quality fast bowlers. Um, They've got good all-rounders and they've arguably, you know, the best white ball batsman in the world, Barbara Zahm. Yet, you know they're just getting dusted by England uh, in this Test series on the yeah. back of a, a Aussie. They lost their Aussie home series as well. It's pretty. It's a pretty rough looking Test team. Um, like if you can't win a Test at home for five Tests, um, like we'll get to how good England and Australia are later. But somehow, like they just their batting lineup seems to crumble on roads and their bowling attack. Like their bowling attack in that last Test was. Dreadful. It was so I know they're missing like um you know N- Nasim Shah, Harris Ralph and Afridi, um, which is, you know, pretty good, but far out, it was a terrible looking attack. They relied on that debutant like who's probably gonna roll through New Zealand, let's be honest. But um Jacko, where are you at with Pakistan? Uh
1: yeah. And this again, because this is a what have you done like for me lately league, they have yeah, they're in a free fall at the moment. Um, they're basically playing at half strength against like a generational England side um, in Pakistan. But as you said, you shouldn't be losing at home. They um, they could not be bowling much worse. Like th- the England went battered twice as fast as them in the first test and then their seamers england seamers took 12 wickets at like threes and pakistan seamers were like no wickets at f- nearly fives maybe even over fives for that second test like that is just such a disparity that you cannot have in your home condition so yeah they're bowling just horrifically and as you said their batting order just seems to collapse when it should be the easiest time to bat so two pretty big holes um, that can't be patched over by some glorious T20 cricket.
0: I don't understand what the, what they're trying to do with their pitches either. I feel like, like barring that last test, um, which was quite good, and I still don't know how they lost that, to be fair, but um, it was a nice spinning track. We had a good result. The scores went out, out the gate. Um, there were wickets for seamers and spin, but you know, you look at the Australian series and that first test against England and they're just like, what are we doing with these pitches? Why are you, why are you making these pitches that are so, that makes it so hard for you guys to win?
1: Yeah, it's, it's baffling. eh? like the, the fact that you've basically gone, well, let's make this fucking dead. So it's like, we don't get accused of doctoring or making a, an unfair pitch. And then, going so far the other way that England's only option is to just basically slog until they got something to bowl at Um, yeah it seems bizarre like I just don't know how you can't prepare a pitch like that is going to be good to bat on for a few days and then breaks up like if you can get it to break up for day one how can you not just like do that but three days later so so that it does break up and it provides that sort of thrilling test match like how is there how's there no in between here
0: yeah yeah i mean it's it's crazy like we talked about their bowling and stuff it's crazy i was just thinking about that t20 attack like in that final even though they lost just watching nasim shah just go straight past the bat of joss Barla over and over again like you got Afridi, you got harris ralph like that that bowling attack would have been more threatening um in a T20 than they've been in a, in a Test match, mm. um, which is so they, which is crazy. They,
1: they injured or were they just not playing?
0: Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all injured. So uh, that's what I mean. Like, is, are we are we being harsh because they've got injuries, or I mean, it's three good quicks. I mean, but to be fair, you've got Nasim Shah, who's always nineteen apparently, and then Harris Ralphs. He's only actually played like he made his debut the last Test, so it's not like he's been playing Test cricket a lot, mm. but. Afridi's the big one, I guess. Um, well, he obviously got injured in that final. Uh, I'm not too sure if he's going to be back for that New Zealand Test Series, um, which will be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I think, I mean, that's all I've got on Pakistan. You got anything else to add or should we move on to the, the Kiwis?
1: No, nah, it's just just a shame that sort of they've caught the injury bug and it's sort of... Yeah, they they've just they've just met the baseball juggernaut, and um, we'll get to that shortly.
0: Hundred uh, percent. For now, we'll go. We'll go at four, um, I've got our caps. Uh, who could potentially they could be as high as three, uh, also as low as six. If you wanted to be a bit harsh, for me, what puts them apart from Pakistan and South Africa is probably just they just have a high floor, like they probably don't have the potential of the big 3 nations over all three formats like but they don't really have like a weakness either they sort of do quite well in and and all of them without being unbelievable like semi-finals in the T20s number one ranked ODI team defending test champs it sounds good uh but on the flip side the team is on the decline they haven't won a test series since we went to England in 2021 so it's almost a year and a half now which is a lot longer than you think. Pakistan sort of showed we're a wee way away from being a decent T20 powerhouse. And although it was a good series win against India in the One Days, that three nil loss in Australia still hurts. Um, we've got a big series coming up against Pakistan. Do you think we can get the result?
1: Mm, look, look, I'm optimistic. Um, I think we will take. I think our spinners we're going to take are going to be just as good as England's. And I think yeah. what I'm – my concern is we're not going to bat quick enough. Um, Like England – Depends like, on the pitches, though. Yeah, depends on the pitches. But even that one that was, like, turning and, like, England were 5 for 180 at lunch, whatever it was, like, they still took that brave option of, like, right, it's tough to bat, let's just – let's just go at it and let's get enough runs while it's still tough so it's like my problem for us is if that's our morning we're probably we might be 80 for 4 mm. in a similar in a similar session and then it's like well then you're, you're two wickets away from being 110 for 6 and in a whole lot of trouble um, so yeah that's, that's my concern is maybe we won't back quick enough if conditions are deteriorating or like quick enough to sort of force that big chase that brings about the, the wickets and the risks and stuff like that. So um, because they are, they are tough conditions and we're not, we're not going to be taking anyone that bowls 150 or um, neither we, we're, not, not, we're not taking a Why wizard. Mark Wood. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got Mark Wood, they've got Jimmy Anderson, who's a wizard. So I suppose we've yeah. got our version and Southie. Um, Ollie Robinson, I mean, we'll say this for England, but like, it seems to be just the best wicket taker ever. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, um, fuck. <laughs> yeah, well said. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a good series. It's going to be on a great time over here. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's like, uh, are we going to score the runs, and will we score them quick enough? Because I think we've got a very similar attack to that England one. Um, but yeah, their, their batters are just probably going to score a lot quicker than will. Well.
0: Yeah, I think I think like you, I think you nailed it. Where we've got we've definitely got more spin options. Like we'll have Ajaz, and then we'll have Bracewell. We'll probably play. That'll be that'll be your two spinners, and then your the other options will potentially be like I I can't see some of all going. I think. Yeah. I feel like a, I feel a
1: lift like, left field selection here for us is Ish Sodi goes and Sodi plays a test.
0: Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind someone that or yeah, is in and around I,
1: the squad because we've yeah, done the thing with some of all the ages take a 10 for um, <laughs>
0: there's no one that's actually like I don't know there's not many genuine spin options in New Zealand like just genuine spinners like no. not not all-rounders but genuine spinners obviously I forgot about, uh, Ravindra will probably be in that squad, so he'll be floating around. Yeah, he'll probably play. Uh, but, but he's sort of another one. But just genuine spin options. Um, yeah.
1: There's no one that's a spinner that they're trying to get into the team. It feels like outside of AJ's, these yeah. batters they're trying to get spinovers out of.
0: Yeah. So, so we'll need, I think, I think if if, if the flat pitches like they are in that that first test, I think, like we're not going to win that. We're just not. I think. I think the only team that could win that is England, like, ever. Yeah. Like I just yeah. think. I just think that we're just going to. We'll just chalk that up to a. We'll take the draw and we'll move on. I. I, I feel like Pakistan have had a had a bit of a slap on the wrist for those pitches. So mm. hopefully, hopefully, there's a bit of spin. Um, I'm a bit worried about a batting like facing spin. Like I, I look at that. That debutante, that uh Abra Ahmed, like no one's picking him. Um nah. he's spinning it both he's spinning it both ways. I just can see him running right, um, which concerns me uh a great deal. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Um if we can if we can score enough runs, I think we'll have a decent attack. I think yeah. in terms of a squad, like we talk, like there's obviously there's gonna be no bolt. There's probably, I don't know, that we know Jameson, which is a shame, His, he's been injured a long time now, which is, obviously you want it to take as long as possible, but it just, it's a shame to see someone so good not on the park. Yeah, um,
1: Stresses are tough, because they do take, you've got yeah, your, your bulk time to get it right, and then you've got that elongated time to build it back up, so, um, yeah, it'd be, be great to see him back on the park ASAP, but. But does open the the door for, yeah, friend of the friend of the show to hopefully, and if the New oh, Zealand select the to. New Zealand selectors are watching any domestic cricket, Gavin Larson put Jacob Duffy on the flight.
0: Honestly, uh, TMC will riot uh, if he does not make this team. I think he's been. If you look at the in domestic cricket, I think the form the form two bowlers are Matt Henry who's who's gonna be there. Yeah. Um and Jacob Duffy. And it and then I think it's a bit of a gap. He's basically carrying the Sataga Vault's team. Because they's not they're not getting a lot of runs out of anyone. And he's keeping them in these games. And he is this is the best I've seen in bowl. Um he's like get him in while he's while he's in form. Uh he's been in and around the group. He 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 um yeah he, he needs to be in that squad.
1: Yeah, and as, as you said, Matt Henry will be there. Matt Henry, Saudi, uh, Wagner probably goes as well. Wagner, um, yeah,
0: yeah. Wagner will be quite crucial, I think.
1: Yeah, um, and I think we can't fall into the trap we did in India where we don't play Wagner. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. Wagner's actually our first pick seamer in Pakistan, as weird as that may sound.
0: Oh, uh, I agree. I think you could probably, like, if you base your attack, if you think of, like, how England sort of, Sort of did their lineup like their bowling attack. They had, um, they had the one spinner, which is Leach. So that's at Aj Patel. You've got, uh, you've got a guy that runs in and bumps you, bumps people, short spells or long spells for Wagner. So Mark Wood, Wagner, different, like different, but the same sort of thing. They rough you up, mm. and then you got two sort of wily campaigners that are hopefully going to get a bit of reverse, Sally and probably Henry. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, pro- it's probably definitely going to be Henry. To be fair, um, so that's probably your attack And then you got your next spinner is probably going to be a Bracewell. You want it because they didn't really like England's second spinner was Joe Root. Like they mm. kind of they went they went the Will Jacks route and then they sort of gave up on him in the second test. So um, I think that's prob- that's a decent sort of attack So hopefully they'll get a bit out of that. Um, batting wise, I think the team sort of picks itself. I think Will Young probably deserves another crack. I think he's been scoring plenty of runs. Mm. Um, Latham, I think we talked about he's a class above, um, you know, you know that, that yep. ODI 100 sort of um, shows shows that. And then, you know, Williamson, Conway, uh, uh, Mitchell, Nichols will be in that squad somewhere. And then probably, yeah, Blundell and then Bracewell, obviously. So, yeah. That's probably your side um, for the first test. I think I'll call it, we'll call it there. Eh? The other sort of elephant in the room is um, the caps aren't playing at the moment, and this is obviously in the middle of our summer. So, hmm. so when that series so and that not, last not, not county, playing on
1: our shores anytime soon either.
0: No, so I was just doing I was just doing the dates before. So they from when that last ODI sort of got wrapped up. I think it was November thirtieth. We don't play again in New Zealand until like February, when England come over over here. Because we go, we go to Pakistan, then we go to India. Um, you know, scratch their backs. You know, keep 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 uh, keep the bosses happy, sort of thing. And then we come back. So I just think it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough on the Kiwi public. And then we've got the Super Smash. While we go to Pakistan, when we could have had mm-hmm. it in this nice wee window, we could have seen our, our caps playing. Um, like, what's what Spark got to say about this? They they spent all this money on on this home summer. Like, what what sort of home summer is this?
1: Yeah, it's um, it sort of feels like they were trying to almost give the Super Smash. It's give the Super Smash its roses and have it set up to be. A standalone thing, and the caps are going to be there. And then they forgot to go to Pakistan. Um, <laughs> and then there's this gap, and they've probably gone shit. We need some. We need. We need the revenue. Um, we're probably going to have to send you to Pakistan for Christmas, boys. Um, good luck to you, basically. Yeah,
0: we 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 fucked We fucked them off when we didn't go the other yeah. time. So we've got to we've got to sort of sort that out.
1: Um, Merry Christmas and um, yeah so it, it, it does seem like it seems like we were about to get sort of the best version of the Super Smash and it's sort of, we've had the rug pulled from underneath us and now we've got no home no home black caps, no black caps playing in the Super Smash and like games on at I mean 6.30pm at night so we can watch the first two sessions and then be a little bit too drunk on Christmas Day to watch the rest, sort of thing,
0: yeah, because it's a it's quite a weird scenario where, like, obviously the Caps are playing the Ford Trophy at the moment, which isn't televised. Um, I think you can get it on YouTube, but um, like, we've got I think today we had for Canterbury, we had uh Nichols, we had Latham, we had Mitchell, we had Sody, um, we had Henry. In one team, and then in Wellington, we had like Finn Allen, we had Devon Conway, we had Bracewell, we had Bravindra. Um, see, I don't know. There's there's so many. There's so many caps that are that are playing domestic cricket, and this isn't on TV. But we've got we've got Trent Bolt playing for the Stars, which is on our TV. Um, we've got all two. these guys. Yeah, two for two, looking good actually. Um, We've got all these like not co- these contracted players not on it. We can't watch them, uh, but we've got these non-contracted player, players. We, we can watch them. Like it doesn't doesn't make sense. Like I feel like if they knew the schedule, like what was the actual plan for this window, and the like from between November thirtieth to December twenty yeah. sixth, what was this plan?
1: Feels like South Africa could be here for two tests in this little this little gap. Could have if been we something. Were, it,
0: could, it should if, have been something. Like I don't understand. Even Canterbury
1: could have been here for three one days, or yeah. I just, just.
0: I don't know why you didn't. Wouldn't just have the Super Smash in
1: there. Thing. Yeah. How how was the plan? Nothing.
0: How good how good would that Super Smash be? Like how good? Like imagine like that Wellington team versus Canterbury team, in a oh. Super Smash game on TV. Sign um, me up. Like that. That's going to generate like interest in the Super Smash. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a bit disappointing, really. Um,
1: especially, especially after I feel that World Cup did a lot for cricket in terms of viewership, in terms of like games were engaging, lots was happening. Like, yeah, we just haven't built off of that. Um, basically, gone well. That World Cup was all good. We'll play India for three games, and then uh, yeah, see in February the New Zealand cricket public.
0: Yeah. Yep, that's a tough one that's a tough one um oh, have you got anything else to touch on the caps or should we should we move on there jacko
1: no i think 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 we move on we'll have uh yeah. we'll okay. have plenty to sort of preview review coming up as they play away
0: 100 um so you know speaking of sort of india we originally had india below the caps uh because they'd lost an odi series to being with after losing to us they've actually lost quite a bit bit this year um so they lost they lost a test series in south africa they lost an odi series in south africa um they've obviously they got embarrassed in the the world cup by england who also beat them in a test in england um now they've lost an odi series to bangladesh
1: maybe india is sick
0: yeah but but then they scored 400 they scored 400 uh ishan kishan 200 off 100 110 or whatever it was uh king a 100 um you know fastest double ton in one day cricket it just reminds you that's how good india can be and so like even though they're losing um they almost didn't because they sort of won that last game but i guess yeah. i guess for me it's just like having india any yeah. lower than three doesn't it just doesn't add up yeah.
1: So your veteran team, they've just it's like LeBron's Lakers, maybe not like current years, but like even if they're losing, you're like, all oh, right, even if they're average, they'll make the finals because they're LeBron's they're LeBron's Cavs sort of thing. Like they'll make the finals and they might have a shot. So yeah, as you said, no matter what their record is, you're probably gonna have them at three just on like visceral reasons.
0: Yeah, and it's like you could you could probably argue them lower and that's going to be fine but I'm also sort of projecting a little bit like they've got you know a couple of tests against Bangladesh like they should win that pretty comfortably and then they've got some home tests against uh, Australia uh, early next year that's going to be interesting I'd imagine they'll win that pretty convincingly I think they're still a good shout at making that world test championship I think they've got to win five out of six tests which is quite a lot but When I sort of lay it out to you, that it's two Bangladesh and it's four at four tests at home, which I mean, they're pretty good at home. They're pretty unbeatable at home, and I I can't imagine Australia as good as they are at the moment. I can't imagine them actually giving them any sort of any sort of chances uh, in that game. So I'll, I'll probably see them. I'll probably see them. Are we India Australia? in the World Test Championship Final, which is pretty mouth-watering stuff,
1: if you ask me. Yeah, 100%. I think I'd love for that to go to three teams just quietly. Two plays three, winner plays one, and they're all in the same country for it. Um,
0: oh, yeah.
1: it would be tasty. Uh, because I don't know if we've gone into it in depth in the pod, but I just love the prospect of neutral venue test cricket. Um. Probably a tangent for another day, but like the prospect of teams playing in foreign conditions, both playing in the foreign conditions, is uh sort of moves the needle a bit for me. But yeah. As you said, India, five out of six tests, like not a big ask, especially in their own conditions. And yeah, like as you said, we just you just can't leave them out. You can't count them out. They're they're an aging LeBron. They are they're a titan in cricket and they'll 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 always be there or thereabouts.
0: Yep, 100%, 100%. Okay, so moving on to the to the big two at the moment. I think at this point that top two has distanced himself from the rest, and there's an argument either way. I think, you know, Australia could be one or two, England could be one or two. So I, de- I suppose it depends on the formats you value, because um, I think right now Australia are the form test team in the world. Um, they have three massive series coming up. They've got South Africa at home. India and England away which will give us a better indicator on where they are Uh, but at the moment they look untouchable they're basically through to the World Test Championship final against as I said South Korea and India and I'm probably going to pick Australia against either of those teams in the UK Um, as an ODI unit they dusted us 3-0 and a hungover English team 3-0 they only lost one game at the T20 World Cup uh, Jacko, how do you see Australia tracking at the moment? That Test team looks good.
1: Yeah, um, as you said, they are. They're sort of the cream of the crop, aren't they? Like when Aussies Test team, Aussies Test team is always sort of that the sort of measuring stick for any any good cricket side. Um, and they're back to that the the baggy greens back on top, really. Um, like they what they did at Adelaide is almost more impressive than like the first test based on just, they didn't have Star, uh, sorry, Cummins or Hazelwood, which is like Mm. the best test bowler in the world. And then maybe, maybe the second best. And they still like couldn't have tuned up the West Indies anymore. Like, I don't know if Cummins and Hazelwood beat them by as much. Like they just obliterated them with basically their, um, mcg specialist and michael nessa who's like their 12th man specialist so it's like what 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 is it what are you what are you supposed to do with our full strength if that's them uh, like sort of drips and drabs so yeah their their test side's very good um very very good actually and they've got the batting to match it like and they've got the all condition batting to match it as well i reckon like that team their top Four
0: of who's mine even here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Head yeah, is batting out out the gate. So like, you've got like four of those top five are in form and batting unbelievably well and have scored runs now in all conditions. So yeah, I mean, they're, they're battle tested, like they're proven, they're all sort of veterans. Um, so yeah, they'll be hard to catch and they're gonna. They, I think they're gonna go on a real tear here for the next sort of eighteen months as a test side.
0: Yeah, like, do we think, like, is this test team, this Australian, are, are they underrated sort of legacy-wise, do we think? Like, the the statistics are starting to, like, rack up for, like, there was mm. that, that chat about the bowling attack. you got Lyon with 450, Cummins had just, just passed uh, 200. I think Stark and Hazel are getting close to 300. I think they said that something about it's the, it's the only is it the only bowling attack that's all four have taken two hundred plus wickets like ever. Mm. Which is which is seems outrageous. And then you've got the batting lineup, we have got all time greats, you've got Warner, you've got Smith, um averaging over sixty, Kawaj is almost fifty, Travis Head's almost fifty. Like it's starting to stack up against yeah sort of like the old I school think, teams.
1: Yeah, I think we we're gonna if they go if they do play well for the next 18 months the conversation is going to be sort of them versus the early 2000s ponting uh, Australia like which is the better side um, and it's gonna come down to like that classic LeBron versus MJ debate of the old heads will be warped with nostalgia and we will throw stats at you for this current team as to why their legacy yeah. is better because like they've just like accumulated performances after performances so um yeah they're, they're very close to being sort of 1b to pontings 1a in terms of great great australian test teams
0: i've got it i was doing it i was thinking about it the other day and i've got a i've got a combined 11 i'll uh i'd like to throw it you yeah, there, uh, jack holy if i if i can and you, you it's, may it's um it's cl- sort of like closer than you think so i've got We'll start with uh, Maddie Hayden and Dave Warner up top. Um, so these are the guys that are missing out. So we've got JL and Kawaja missing out. It's mm-hmm. pretty tough, but um, stats wise, can't argue with that. And then the middle order, I'm going to go Ponting, Smith. I'm going to go Steve War. And then I'm going to. This is where it could you you could if you wanted to fit L- Lover Shane in there. For stats, you go six batsmen, then you go Gilchrist seven. I'm gonna go Cam Green at at six or seven because I want an all rounder. Yeah. Um you could argue like that the old Australian team didn't have an all rounder, but got a lot like, of batting out think, of
1: Warner at eight, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I think I think you know, Cam Green, Like he's going to be mm. he's gonna be all time, let's be real. Um bowling attack, you know, it's shame it's shame Warner eight. It's Pat Cummins at uh, nine, Glen McGrath's at eleven. I think those three sort of pick themselves. I don't think there's any yeah. argument. And then the next bowler, I think it's between Hazelwood, Stark, Lee Gillespie, potentially. And when you when you look at it, I think I think if you went Hazelwood, I think he's a. It's basically like picking McGrath Cummins light. Yeah. so let's i don't want to i don't want a, the same sort of bowler gillespie i'd probably have him below hazelwood um i'm gonna go stark i'm gonna go stark ahead of lee wow um which
1: interesting yeah
0: it, it seems like that's a wrong pick like it's like lee's quick i think stark's quick as well not as quick hmm. but then you get someone that swings it you you got a left-hander a little bit of versatility in the attack. And if you if you stack up their their, their stats side by side, because Stark's pretty close to passing Lee in wickets, it's actually it's like Stark's stats are a lot better than Lee's Yeah, uh, in, the, in the test format, which you wouldn't think. So and that's you, just, a team. Just yep. quietly,
1: if we've got Green at 6, i tell you who isn't far off batting 10 for that team, and that's Nathan Lyon.
0: Yep, yep. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Warnie would be... Unless you want unless you want to go two spinners. Okay, yeah, I'm, two I'm spinners. saying two spinners. Oh, if we're gonna if we're going into the subcontinent. Yes, yeah, so I'm saying we've got yeah. green
1: Green Cummins McGrath uh, lion warning.
0: I, that's that's actually not the worst yeah. Um that's a good we, that's a good be subcontinent sort of um scenario. Yeah, even, here, so.
1: even don't hate that for Sydney. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Probably, probably better option how they used instead of going Warren and McGill like two mm-hmm. leggies, Let's get it. Let's get an offie in there. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good size. So I think it's pretty close, and um, it's going to be. I'm really looking forward to this South Africa series. Um, yeah, it's just going to be these two ta- two attacks going at it. Um,
1: I think we're going to we're going to really see. I think this is an important series for this Aussie batting lineup to be like okay like where are they actually at because it's like yeah lavishane is good enough to bat ages against average attacks there's that stat of his what his average would be like if all catches were taken and it's like 20 runs less or something ridiculous um so it's like he actually gives chances hopefully south africa's good enough to take them um and then like how how deep into Warner's decline are we? And I think we're about to find out uh, in Mm. this series. Yeah. Like I think if he gets a wee scratchy, he he might get a 50 or he might get the odd, like 30 odd, not, not out chasing something small and and maybe he can get a, get a ton back or he's going to be very poor and it's going to be, is it time for him to like, is it time to have that awkward conversation? So yeah, I think this is a real sort of measuring stick for that Aussie batting order, um, and yeah, I think that Aussie bowling lineup is going to be licking their lips to have a go at the South African batting order.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Speaking of old uh, Warner, where are you at, Jacko, on that uh, the captaincy uh, renege, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, we could we could do a whole we could do a whole pod. Uh, rewatch and and dissect that whole series. That's um, phenomenal. Yeah, and look, maybe that is a, a winter thing uh, for for next year. Um, but yeah, basically the fact that Warner has been hung out to dry is the only the mastermind and the only bloke that knew this was happening, pretty much, um, is such a crock of shit. And Australia are basically keeping them there to like keep their their hands clean, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to his book, that's all I'll say, Um, and yeah, I mean, the fact that Steve Smith can be captain, like, can be waltzed out as this, like, perfect shining example of redemption, and Warner is still the, sort of, bully in the corner that is still suspended from school, like, it just doesn't sit right, because, like, everyone that's played cricket knows what goes on in cricket dressing rooms. Like you spend too much time and you're too close knit for Warner mm. to hatch that plan. Steve Smith to just weakly go, mm, okay, I suppose we'll do it. And then Bancroft to like sandpaper the ball. And that Warner's the only one still copping it and tasting it for that. Um, mm. Yeah. It se- seems a bit ridiculous when Smith is like paraded as this like shining example of redemption.
0: Yeah, it's quite ironic. On the same week, as the same week, like yeah, Steve Smith is, is captaining the side. It's just a shame, really. It is like I don't, I'm not even a big fan of Warner, but he he is an all time great of the game, all formats. And he's just there's just going to be this black mark on his test career for something that like it was bad. And yes, he's a he was a cock. Um, some of that stuff he was doing was fucking annoying, but like. You know, Faf Dupacy doesn't get, he doesn't get looked upon any differently for um, ball tampering. Um, Steve Smith doesn't get looked
1: upon negatively for, like, ball tampering in the same incident.
0: Nah, nah, that's that's right. Like, Bancroft doesn't, and, like, they didn't actually end up doing it. Like, I just think the punishment, it never fitted the crime, and, like, just, let's just move on. Yeah, like, the punishment
1: fitted the public outcry, not actually what happened.
0: Yeah yeah definitely definitely uh okay so we'll we'll put a bow on australia for now um let's talk about a number one form side of in the world right here right now england <clears throat> uh odi world champions t20 world champions they've won eight out of the last nine tests they beat the reigning test champs 3-0 india they beat south africa in a series and now they're up 2-0 in pakistan but it's just so much more than just winning. It's just how they're winning. They're completely redefining how it is to play this game of cricket. It's it's just unheard of. Like they're not they're removing the stigma of getting out and failing, which is something that's been around cricket since I, I, I can remember. It's it's absolutely crazy. Like six hundred and fifty and hundred overs, and Root and Stokes failed. I mean that sentence right there doesn't make any sense. We've got Harry Brook. He's played three tests. He looks like he looks like Kevin Peterson for me. Mm-hmm. Um I mean this this English side, why why is it why do we love them so much?
1: Yeah, I I mean just they the way they're playing cricket and the way they're winning games is like just out of this world, isn't it? Like we we haven't seen this and we saw it against I suppose we were the first victims of baseball, and everyone said, ah, anomaly, like, let's see how long it lasts, and then South Africa came, and Dean Algar was gruff, and said, we've got four guys at bowl 145, and swing it both ways, and let's see how fucking baseball stacks up to that, and shock it did, and then India came and lost a test match, and it was like, oh, okay, like, baseball could be for real here, and then sort of the England dressing room with that newfound sort of confidence, went to the World Cup and fucking blitzed that as well. And it was like, oh shit, like this team could be really, really good. Um, And then they've gone to Pakistan and done like something we've never seen before in terms of the way Test cricket's played and the way to be successful in Test cricket. And it's like, okay, this sort of flash in the pan, like really good to watch cricket is actually sort of could be sustainable and it is so good to watch and they're winning games and it's just yeah that it's just so entertaining and you're always gonna you're always gonna want to watch it and see who's scoring runs and how quick they're scoring them and what they've set them and what the chase is going to be and shit how daring are they going to be this time so yeah they're just they're just playing phenomenal cricket and um that's that's sort of all i've got for you
0: yeah, I mean, like the obvious. When you talk about this test team at the moment, like the obvious things to talk about are, are, is as their batting. Uh, obviously, like Harry Brook is. I mean, he looks like an absolute superstar. Like I, I thought, his hundred in the second test was was phenomenal. Just it's just the way. Like it's not all put the foot down at all costs. They actually do have other gears they can they can reach. They just they just play. They just sum up the situation and they go as hard as they need to need to go um, and they're not worried about how it looks. Um, but the thing for me that's probably the most baffling is probably their bowling. Like, how have they taken 40 wickets in the last uh, two tests on these wickets? How is it the, the seamers? Like, Jimmy Anderson... Ollie Robinson, like those two, have been unbelievable. Obviously, Mark Wood uh, was sensational in that that last uh, innings. But like Jimmy Anderson, that that nut to Rizwan is how's he done that? He's forty. Yeah. He's forty. I think he's like isn't I read like his stats from age thirty five to forty is like almost two hundred wickets at fucking or it might be over thirty, whatever it is. But it's mm. It's over 30. He's like 200 wickets at like 20. It's yeah, like it's, it's basically like Pat Cummins. Um, yeah. He's getting and, better. Well, he's actually yeah. better.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. And what what I just cannot understand is how Lee Robinson is this like, he's sort of doing what Colin de Gronholm did there for a bit. Like Colin de Gronholm, you're like, right, he just slogs it and – he sort of bowls nibbly medium pace, and then you checked his record, and he's got a couple of tough hundreds and some quick 70s and a few fifers. And you're like, well, okay, I'll watch it, and it's like, that isn't what you need to be successful in test cricket, but it's like doing the job, and it feels sort of like that with Ollie Robinson. Like, he bowls 125Ks. Like, he basically got told he was fat and Aussie and couldn't play. Um, He started bowling offies in a Red Bull game because it was flat (laughs) and he was tired. Like, just like... It's just all the stuff that you look at and you go, like that isn't what successful test cricketers are. And he just fucking takes poles and takes big poles. Like it's just it's unbelievable.
0: His nut to Babar Azam was arguably it might have been better than the Rizwan delivery of Anderson. Like that, that is top of off. It's come back an absolute mile. Um, like it's a credit to them. It's also credit to them tactically. Like they've they haven't just outperformed Pakistan in this series. They've tactically been superior in someone else's home conditions. Like they're getting that ball to reverse. They seem to be getting their selections right. It's it's incredible. Like it was only a year ago they um they couldn't pick a team. They had they didn't pick enough they didn't pick a spinner and then they had to bowl fucking Ollie Robinson spin. And now you've got um like, Jack leach has been backed so hard from Ben Stokes like he's like I wish sometimes I wish New Zealand would back their players like they do like England do like imagine if AJ Patel had the same support that Ben, ben Stokes was giving Jack mm. leach um he'd be he'd be such a he'd be a far better bowler like Jack leach isn't amazing but he's just doing the job and his captain like just backs him wholeheartedly um like Mark Wood's another one, like that spell yesterday was was phenomenal. Like that changed his game, like they were gonna lose that game. I don't know how that Pakistan didn't I don't know how Pakistan didn't win that game when they had sixty odd runs, five wickets in hand, and then Mark Wood just you know, just makes something out of nothing. It's a, it's incredible. Um it's gonna make I tell you what, it's it's making I just cannot wait for the ashes.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: it's going to be great
1: yeah this, this next Ashes series is sort of being built up as like one of the greats like we could have another hopefully like 05 um, sort of series on our hands like this could be one that's one all going to the fifth test or like, plen- like every game should have heaps on it um, or like two all going into the fifth test like hopefully this is sort of yeah, gonna gonna lead into one of the great series. So mm. yeah, England England playing unbelievable. Um they've got their white ball sort of dominance of the last two to th- five years potentially. So yeah, a very easy pick for number one for me in the power rankings. Yep.
0: Yep, happy with that, happy with that. Um Jack, are anything else you
1: wanna touch on? Uh no, I'm I'm good, mate. Is there anything you wanna we need to do you need to go over?
0: no i was just gonna sort of like uh wrap it up with the um <clears throat> sort of like the plan for the next couple of pods um yeah you know hopefully hopefully we'll get a full crew on next week final pod of uh 2022 Got to do another mailbag so you know it'd be good to get some fire in some questions via instagram or email you know we'll, we'll put some links in the old show notes um yeah we'll record next Wednesday get your questions in before that. Then we have a mini break over the Christmas New Year. Then first part in uh, 2023, we're going to do like a an awards night for the 2022. I'm talking MVPs, Rookie of the Year, heaps more other sort of awards for Snack the whole the year, year, all formats, Snack of the Year. So let's just, um, if you've got any nominations, fire them through.
1: Listeners um, of the Year.
0: Listeners of the Year. Um, That'd be a good one, actually. That'd be a good one. Question of the year would be a good one.
1: Mm.
0: Question of the year. That'd be a good one. Producer um, of the year? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be a tough one. Just sort of like um yeah. Pro- oh, Producer Gav. Yeah. 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 Producer Gav. He's been uh, you know, he's been the driving force of the show. So <laughs> um, you know, so like heaps, heaps stuff. So keep keep an eye out for that. Um, like if you haven't, you know, give us a rate and review. It helps us grow. So I appreciate those who have. Um if you want early access, check out Patreon. Normally get a good wee twelve hour, twelve to fourteen hour head start. And if I make if I made an editing mistake, you'll get to you get to hear that before I get I have to clean it up. So I mean that's that's something. That's something. Um but yeah, other than that, uh, you know, thanks again for listening. Thanks to Jacko, and uh we'll catch you guys next week.
1: Mm, can't just